Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. As locations go, number one. Coming in. Is this your favourite? Yeah. I've got my shoes off. Yeah. Christ, I thought your feet smelled. <laughs> Although it is a bit warm. It's been well done. Turn the sun down a little bit. Yeah. Oh. Just looking at his vest there, he's sweating like Mary Ellen. He never sweated like that on the pitch, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I used to, used to call him tugboat on the pitch. <laughs> the size of it. Slow his centre forward going. <laughs> <laughs> Made a good living out of it, though, didn't he? <laughs> Did we get call many? that and start again, yeah? <laughs> Did they get many but football teams? But you're going to take the piss out of me, aren't you? I thought I'd get in first. <laughs> Did they get many football teams coming here? Yeah, they st- yeah there's, there's a few now. Sheffield Wednesday right here. Uh, I've just, seen, the, I've just seen a busload of Gillingham fans turn about. <laughs> I don't know who they hey, want. Chris, don't, don't go there, pal. Don't, don't go there, please. I'm still getting stick now. I bet, man. Especially on, on Twitter. Oh, the shit I get out of them them, them, them fans. Oh, and this is stemming from the, the League 2 playoff, what a playoff day. final. What a day. But the night was even better. <laughs> wasn't my fault the Football League put me in the same hotel as Man City fans, was it? <laughs> Would you believe? <laughs> oh, it was a great night. Would you believe... We had to walk from our hotel to Wembley because we was at the Wembley Hilton. So we had to walk amongst all those fans. So after the game, we had to wait four or five hours to leave Wembley to walk back to the Hilton, which is in case of running the Gillingham fans. Did you not just get carried, carried out by all my city But the Gillingham fans were that end. <laughs> so what were they, but, what, but to the Gillingham fans, listen, I apologise, OK? Please stop giving me shit on Twitter, please. So what was what's the, what's the apology issue? for? Yeah. Well, the issue was, obviously, I, it was 2-0 into the 89th minute. Um, five minutes... Uh, Stoppage time put up by the uh, fourth official, you know, the referee from Sheffield. Um, name comes to me anyway, fourth official. Um, five minutes, played five minutes, obviously, into the second minute. City get a, a goal, 2 1. A couple of minutes later, 2 2 to penalties. 
we know the story after Nicky that. Nicky Weaver yeah. saves and does the yeah, run. Nicky yeah, Nicky Weaver does the run. Why Nicky's running one way, I'm running down the track. <laughs> <laughs> it's what chasing was it, me. Was it about seven Pulis. minutes though? <laughs> seven minutes. But it was, it was about five, it was five, it was five minutes, but it, it should have been longer. But obviously, you know, all the time wasting that was going on with goal scoring celebrations, cautions, substitutions. But um, as I say, City fans have got a lot to thank me for. Look where they are now. They wouldn't be where they are now without me, would they? You know what? They should be a statue out of me outside. Halsey, Diggolf, Weaver. Yeah. But even like recently, wasn't it? Was it the Champions League final? No, it was the semi-final. The first leg up in up in Madrid. I took me me daughter and her boyfriend, obviously because he's Spanish. He's a Madrid fan. My daughter's been out in school here for, for several years, so she's fluent Spanish. And we, we agreed to, I've got tickets. I know Gary, Gary Owen very well, so I got, I got some tickets. Went up there, had a picture taken at the train station at Alicante on our way to Madrid. Being British, as you do, you always want the British, British sides to, to, to do well. So I just put a picture on, off up to Madrid to see Madrid, Man City. Come on, City. And then all of a sudden, ping, 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 <laughs> ping, 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 ping. It went absolutely ballistic. The Gillingham fans, oh my God. Wanted the FA to do an investigation. <laughs> 24 <laughs> years after the event. <laughs> to be fair, there is, we've just been down to your house and there's loads of Man City flags out there. <laughs> <laughs> John, will you shut the fuck up? There's <laughs> actually a spray paint to go on one side of the house. Hey, tugboat, shut up. <laughs> so they felt as though you played too much extra time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They've never let me forgive it. Was that your For, first it, uh, game at Wembley, League One? Yeah, playoff, that was obviously, uh, I think, uh, a couple of seasons on the Football League. That was my first game uh, obviously at the old Wembley I mean yeah. like like players I don't think you ever got there did you talk about three times mate. oh did you oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> is that a red card for me mate Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like every player you want as a referee you want a referee and I was lucky enough to referee at the um, the old Wembley and, and the new and Wembley the new so it was, it, it was great it was brilliant how did you actually get into it I did refereeing um, it's strange actually because um, I used to play obviously semi-professional football we played as in, in those days we played Saturdays for, with our semi-professional team and on the Sunday in the well in Hatfield area the Sunday league was very strong so we used to play with our mates on a Saturday without you know in our, in our respective teams and on the Sunday we'd all play for different teams and play against each other and I was playing um, with a well, I used to play with a friend as a goalkeeper, he was a centre half. Russell, his name was Russell Foster. Sadly, lost, we lost him um, in COVID, um, and he was a he was a dirty bastard. I, I I used to play behind him when the referee's back was turned. He would give the old centre forward an elbow in the face, or he'd smack him in the face, or he'd <laughs> kick him up the backside, and he'd become a referee. And I just couldn't I couldn't believe it. So a few years later, I mean, we, we made good friends. He was a big Chelsea fan. I was I'm a QPR fan, and we used to go to games together. And I used to go and watch him referee. He used to referee me on a Sunday morning. And he's, I, I love me cricket. I used to play league cricket for a team called Hatfield Hyde in the Wellington City area. And his house backed onto our garden. So as you do when you play cricket, you walk around when you're batting, you walk around the, the, the boundary line, putting the world to rights. And he used to collar me every, every time. House, come on, why don't, you, why don't you take up referee? And I said, Russ, do me a favour. I've got no fucking interest of being a referee. <laughs> I do not want to be a referee. And he just kept on at me all season. And I had a few all, all that summer. And I had a few injuries. I had a bad um, leg injury that was hospitalised me for two weeks. So I lost five teeth. 
as you can see, in an elbow incident. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm falling out of love of, with, with playing football. I might give it a try. So I said to Russ, I said, listen, look, I know you have to do an eight-week course. I'm not doing an eight-week course. If I can just learn the laws of the game, take the exam, I'll give it a go. And with that, I took, they let me do it. I took the exam and I never looked back. I loved it. I loved every minute of it from, you know, start to finish. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, reason you were shy then as a ref, because you didn't do the eight-week course. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting his arms <laughs> I think that's his new nickname from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so straight away, you just loved it? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, honestly, I refereed in the, in the Welling Hatfield Sunday League. All the guys knew me. And I, I think it helped me, being a player, to, to take that transition yeah. to being a, a referee. Don't mean to say... All ex-players are going to be good referees. That's, you've got to you've got to work at it the same way as you as you as you, as you do as a, as a player. And uh, yeah, I mean, I loved it. First game, players loved it. No yellow cards because I wasn't a, a referee that handed out yellow and red cards willy-nilly. I always gave players a chance, and I was still playing because then I was I was signed for I was playing for Wellington City, and I had to make that decision because I was going for promotion as a referee from one to two. Sorry, from three to two, two to one, as, as it was in them days. And then you obviously, if you got a, a yellow card or sending off in back in the day, if you were suspended from playing, you were suspended from refereeing as well. So I had to be very careful. Right. But then I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't pick up many yellow cards as, as a player anyway. So um, that's a bit so harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that, that, that it is. So that's the way. That's that, that. That's the way it was. But so I had to make that decision whether uh, do I stop playing full time. And then take up refereeing take full seriously. time. Yeah, take it seriously. So I, I enjoyed it. And then I sort of went into refereeing in the Hearts County League, the senior county, where in the reserve in the Premier League you run you run the line and in the you referee in the reserve section. So I rapidly got my way up the ladder and, and obviously it's helped me. And obviously I made a good living out of it, which was a bonus. How, it was a bonus. How long are you refing before you got your first league game? The marks from the, the senior county league got me an interview into the Ishman League, as it was then, the Ryman's, I think it is now. And then obviously uh, your marks got you then into the, into the National League. Is it season by season? season or can you, it, it can was you halfway then, through, no, yeah. he's doing well, it, we'll give it, him a It, a, it a was promotion. then, season by season, but now it's... It, it, it could be track. It, fast track. It be like could be at Christmas time, half season, right. and put you up into the next level. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, went, from, I went from refereeing, you know, without being assessed being on club marks because obviously you've got to, you don't referee for the clubs but you you got to you know you got to take the players frustrations the empathy for the game and it's not always about the laws of the game but once i made the it's the national the, the conference league which is the national league now you then got the football league assessors assessing you and jesus christ i come down to earth with a bump when they started assessing me like, you know i got absolutely annihilated by the assessors <laughs> fucking you think you're doing all right and you, you think you're doing all right and, you, and something drops through your door fuck you know i mean i think i had three letters Say if I don't buck up my ideas, I'm off. <laughs> Was that on the decisions that you were making or the other stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I think, I think what it is, it, it, it's the same. If people, you know, they, they know you've been an ex-player and they sort of want to keep your feet on the ground or, or just keep you down a bit. Do you know what I mean? Because they think, oh, he's an ex-player. He's, he's come all the way through the ranks. Oh, we don't want him you know, coming through too quickly. So they sort of just, you know, keep your feet on the ground and just hammer you one or two, you know, one, once or twice. And, uh, and then you, you sort of, you, you look, because I was always a, I, coming up through, I was always a player's referee, always a, always a player's referee. And I think in my book, Jose Marino said I was the, I was the 23rd player on, on, on the pitch. But I mean, you guys know, I've refereed you two guys a few times. Um, 
So yeah, I think I got that hammering was to, to try and change me from being a player's referee to just being a referee. And that doesn't wash with me, to be fair. I think Jeff said that, didn't he? Yeah. The, the, the powers that be didn't like the way he was, so, and it just... If your face true. don't fit, exactly, it, it doesn't fit. You know, I mean, people say to me, well, how comes Mark Balls, you never refereed a cup final? Yeah. Yeah. So, but listen, I, I, I mean, I went through refereeing. Um, yeah, listen, you know, we're human. We all make mistakes. There were games where I was shite. I know that. Um, but... People always say, you know, come out and say to me, Mark was one of the better referees, or Mark was was a good referee. So that that means more to me than refereeing a cup final. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what though? It's nothing to do with the decisions for me. It's just having a being able to have a normal having conversation. Have a bit of crack with you. Absolutely. If, you, if somebody makes a bad decision, fair enough. You'll so say what's that the, shit. Well, what, what have you experienced? What's the bad referee for you? When you when you try and speak to them and then they give you one of them yeah. with a the hands. But you that, see you see that today. That you see that today, didn't know, you? And, exactly. and that really annoys me. It's important that referees have to engage with the players. You've got to engage with the players. You can't just, you can't come across so arrogant. I mean, it's shot floor language goes on on the field of play. He knows it, you know it. I mean, I've been told to fuck off many times. You know, I remember Rio Ferdinand come running at me at Old Trafford telling me to, you know, I remember that, you yeah, said, yeah. telling me to fuck off. And I just turned back and said, you fuck off. <laughs> did he? And he did, yeah. <laughs> He did. I think he was so surprised, but it's not, it's not foul and abuse or insulted language. It's shop floor language. You hear far worse yeah. coming from youngsters out on the street or even in the crowd, didn't you? You know, so I, you've got to have that. As long as you're not, it's, it's not using the language at you and it's, you know, in the, in, in the context of, of what's going on in the yeah. game. What was I feel the main difference? Feet told me after that. <laughs> what? You know, if I told Real Fernand for coughing, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, that's what happens. And all the good referees use shot floor language because that, if you look at that, it's, it's the workplace. Yeah. You know, it's the workplace. You're going out for 90 minutes. That is the shop floor. That's the workplace. What was the main difference as you work your way up through the leagues? dealing with the players at yeah, that level? I, I mean, I didn't find a problem with the player. I think, I, I think that the worst thing, not the worst thing, but I think the most, the thing that was, what you say, was, was the media, the mm. spotlight, mm. You, know, you know, Sky Sports, BT Sports, all, all, all the, you know, the, 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 the media and the press. That, I, th I think that was, that was more, because we, we weren't trained to deal with the press. And you, you, know, you can come out and you say things and they, and they turn it into a, a conspiracy. Story, or yeah, a story. And you, you think, oh, why have I said that? You know, because I think if you get that media training, then you know, you know you're thinking yeah. about what to say, what not to say. And to be but fair, then you can't be you, can you? No, I know. But, you know, the, the, but then the media jump on things, don't they? And, 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 and everybody that reads the media takes that as gospel, don't they? Yeah. They take that, that that's gospel. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, social media for me today is just so volatile, mm. isn't it? You know, yeah. so, and, 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 you know could, and we're seeing all these mental health issues that we, which we're seeing today. And I think it comes a lot of it from social media. Yeah. Mm. Was the dream always, you had four or five years in the football league, we were always looking to get up to the Premier League? Yeah, I, I, said, I said to myself, um, it, you know, as I was coming through uh, uh, park, park football, um, grassroots football, that if I don't progress, then I'll just go back. Because I, I thought to myself, would I want to go into management or coaching? Um, and I thought, no, I thought I'd give something back this way as, as, as a referee that perhaps that understands <laughs> the game. Because um, it's not always about the laws of the game. It's about do you understand the game of football? 
Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think for me that was what um, meant more to me than anything anything else. Was it always important for you to have a, a bit of crap with the players? And oh yeah, absolutely. Always, you know, you, I, for me, I always as I said, I was a players' referee. I always remember um, refereeing at the Etihad, Man City, Chelsea. I sent John Terry off in that game, second half. And uh, he weren't happy. His players are not happy. And um, I remember, I remember him coming in the dressing room after the game, sitting, sitting there for about 15 minutes, arguing his case. And you know, I was arguing my case. We agreed to disagree. Eventually, he went out. So I think it's vital to have that that conversation. Um, and I always, always remember the following week because he won his appeal. I was sent to fucking Carlisle, weren't I? <laughs> So I, so I goes up to Carlisle and I, I treat every game the same. I was, as referee, I can't remember who the away team was, but I remember giving a giving a free kick um, again against Carlisle and, and a fucking one of the I can't remember. I think it was Danny Livesey. I think I can't remember the player's name, but I was saying they never stop fucking moaning me. And I said, for God's sake, I said. You were my missus and I fucking divorced her. He said, I know, I've been shagging her. Do you know what? I just, Play I, I just, you're going to do for me. You're going to do for me. You're going to do for me, pal. But, but that's, the, that's the sort of crack you can have on a pitch. And, you know, you've got, you've got to take that. And, and I took that because I thought it was funny. I, I pissed myself. He says, said to me, he said, why was you laughing at that incident? And I, and I told him and he cracked up in the dressing room afterwards as well. So, yeah, listen, you have those sort, you have those sort of things. But with John, with John every time John, because he was the captain, he'd come in with the, with the manager with the team sheets. Because I knew it, you know, he'd be like on the pitch. So every time he'd come in the dressing room, you know, I never used to say much because players don't like coming in the dressing room with a manager and ref some referees go on and on and on and on. I think, and I'm, cause I'm fourth, I think, for fuck's sake, why stop? They don't want to listen to you. Just fucking, <laughs> just say hello, pleasantries and, and out you go. And he used to come in, I used to smack him around the face. He said, why do you always smack me around the face? I said, cause I can't fucking do it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Get one in there. Would that be a kick in the bollocks to you? You know, you send someone off and it gets reversed. Yeah, listen, you do your job on the day, and if if I mean I I, I knew why I knew why he got it off because I, I worded my report wrong, and that's why. And so I learned from that, and I was I was told the reason he got off it because of my report, my words in my report. So I learned from that. So like as a referee, like with players, you learn something every game, and I was still learning, you know, right the way up to like you know to my last game. Mm. So you re referee. My game at Donny against Mansfield in League Two. This is 2003. Would that have been because you've had another off day the week before? And got no, no, no. Sometimes, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I, I, I prefer. I, I think every every team, professional team, deserves best referees, whether it be the Premier League or you know League 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 Two. And uh, I always used to give, give it my all. I, I, I always felt more under pressure in League One or League Two because they know you're a Premier League referee. The last thing you wanted was from the crowd singing Premier League, you're having a laugh. And that's what you didn't want, did you, as a, as a, as a referee? The, you know, the teams get it, Premier League, you're having a laugh, and the referee got it as well. So I always felt that um, it was important to go out there and, and referee to the best of your ability. But, it, but they did used to send, for big games, um, they used to send top big referees. I remember going to Wrexham, Wrexham and Boston. Whoever won that, it was the final day of the season, whoever won that game got relegated. And that, and that was a massive, massive game. Massive game. Would you feel more pressure for, no, for no. what it meant to them? Yeah, clubs? yeah obviously you, you want to go out and, and, and do well. And I remember, is it the, the, the Boston manager now, Stevenage? Um, Stevie Evans. Stevie Evans. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, Boston went 1 0 up. And uh, 
I awarded a second. I think I then awarded a penalty to Wrexham. Made it mate one all. It was it was a clear penalty, and he was going absolutely ballistic on the touch. So I just went, "Hey, Steve, shut the fuck up! It's a penalty, okay?" <laughs> and he, he he was fine, and he, he he was fine, and we had a little bit of a, a set to in 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 the tunnel after the game not in when, when we all changed and coming out the bar and then we you know we had a cuddle and 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 <laughs> you know, but, yeah we had a cuddle and saying that, you know good luck for the you know for the for the future and to be fair wherever he's gone he's done really well yeah. he? i mean he's another another man that wears his heart on the sleeve and you, you know i'd rather people like him than, than other people that sort of you know put a knife in your back and yeah, you know, stab you. But there's plenty of managers that are good, good people. I mean, they, they, what they do is, I mean, I get, I get on well with all the people. And it doesn't cost you anything to be pleasant and smile with people. And as I say, I've got many, many friends in football, um, managers, players. But once you cross that white line, they know what they're getting from Mark Orsi. Yeah, I always remember walking out, refereeing. I was at Stoke City, and. Um, Walking out for a warm up, Kenwin Jones. I walked out with Kenwin Jones, and he put, we put, he put his arm around me. He went, Mark, fucking. When we saw you, you were refereeing. We thought, oh, thank God for that, because we thought we had that twat Lee Mason today. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oi, he's my mate. Don't say that. <laughs> I know you said you like to have the crack and that with the players. Which players push your buttons? Maybe too much, too far where you thought, come listen, on, mate. Well, listen, you, you've got the, your regulars. I mean. Craig Bellamy was a was was a one. He was a I mean, he was a pain in the ass to referee. You know what Craig's like. But off the pitch, they're great. I mean, I've worked with him out in in in, in Doha. Off, he's great. You know, you know, reminiscence with him. So, uh, you know, people like Danny Mills as well. I mean, always in your ear, always in your ear, always. When he went to Man City, he was brilliant with me. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> with me. <laughs> it was all. He, he, was, he was in the tunnel, in the tunnel. I think it was first or second game of the season, I think, when he, he went from Middlesbrough to, to Man City. And uh, he came up to me and said, I've been told I've got to be nice to you today because you're a City fan. <laughs> so I just, I just laughed. And, you know, first, first minute into the game, because normally Danny, as soon as you give a free kick, he's, he's at you straight away, effing and jeffing. And you just, you just say, do the same back. But this day at Man City, I give a free kick against him. He didn't say nothing. I thought, I can help Danny. Danny, you okay? He said, no, I'm, yeah, 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 I've got to be good to you today. So I'm, I've been told by the manager, I've got to be good to you today. So with, with that, after the game, he come up to me. Hey, one four nil. He says, "You are a City fan, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> what was the crap with Bellamy? Didn't didn't he say something to you similar to the story you just said well, about yeah, I, getting divorced? Actually, when, when yeah, when when um. When he was at he left Liverpool, went to Cardiff, didn't he? And he was—I mean, I remember refereeing him uh, for playing for Liverpool against Norwich. I think uh, was it Suarez, uh, Lewis? Um, yeah. They won three 0 and he—I mean—he scored a goal from the halfway line. line. I was—I was the referee, and it was from a, it was from a, um, a Norwich corner. So the corners come over, and the ball's been kicked straight up to him. I'm, I'm on the 89. I've gone. A, Oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to get off fucking, get on your fucking bike, Mark. <laughs> One tub and ball. then all the <laughs> two tugboats together, that <laughs> So from, and then, then he, he's hit this ball from the half line. I went, oh God, I ain't got running further. And it's gone straight in the back of the net. What a goal. I think Alonso done it as well when I was refereeing at New, uh, Liverpool, Newcastle. We'd done it from the halfway line straight in the back of the net. And he, he's got a hat trick and he's been substituting. And, and, and I thought, what a player. And Bellamy's come up to me. Don't you disrespect players like him, have him? What are you fucking on about? I haven't dis disrespected anybody. 
Fuck off. Why, why was he saying you disrespected him? I ain't got a Scooby-Doo. To this day, I don't know. Anyway, so coming back to the, the, that, that story, um, he'd left Liverpool and I thought, oh, great, we won't have to bother with him next season. <laughs> so sec, I think second game of the season in the Championship, where did I get sent? Brighton, Cardiff. <laughs> and who's playing? Bellas. Oh, listen, great lad. He's, he's, he's a great lad. You want you want that sort of banter on the field of play. So I, mean, I remember him, uh, I give, give a free kick. I went, Jesus, I said the same thing. Stop going on. My, my first miss was like that and I've divorced her now. And he went, Mark, Mark, can you give me any advice? I'm going through the same situation. <laughs> can, you, can you help me? I said, Craig, all I can say is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, pal? <laughs> and with that, he went, cheers, pal. And he started having a go at me again. <laughs> I was asking you for some marital yeah, yeah, advice. Yeah, that's great, yeah. Listen, the same with, with Danny. They're all, oh, oh, play, <laughs> players, players will do what they can to get what they can out of referees, you know. Yeah. You know, because you, you couldn't get there. You just went down, didn't you? And you can <laughs> get a free kick. But. Would you have any chats with it, like referee or player, uh, referee manager or players beforehand? And then you you kind of come away from it. And you're thinking, he's trying to bottom me up there. No, I mean, players used players knew what I was like when they, when what I was like. You know, they knew yeah. what they'd get. They knew I'd be fair. They knew I was firm but fair. Uh, see it as it was. And I used to say in 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 the in the dressing room when the managers and the, the, the captains come in with the team sheets, I just used to say, listen, you know what I'm about, lads. Go out there, enjoy and play with a smile on your face. Go on now, fuck off, enjoy. Yeah. And that's all I used to do. And that, and you can't if you if you go in, if you get the guys in the dressing room, you, you start dictating and you do this, I'm gonna do this, you do that, you do that, I'm gonna caution you, I'm gonna send you off. Or you can't say that because first thing yeah. you go out there and they do that. And the captain's well, hang on, what you said in gesture, if someone done that, you'd send them off. So you've got to be careful what you yeah. say as well. So, um, but there were some players, there were some players that, you know, I used to have banter with and all of a sudden they'd say, don't fucking talk to me. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want you. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. No problem. I'm going to talk to you. So then you go into the game, something had happened and said, Mark, why don't you fucking talk? I said, well, you just fucking told me not to talk to you. <laughs> what do you want? You can't have it both ways. So, you Strange know, animals football, isn't oh, it? Absolutely. And I think it helped me really uh, at Bolt Wanderers with, you know, with Big Sam and people like Kevin Nolan and then the players at, at, uh, at Bolton. So, Subconsciously. Because, because what happens in training exactly happens yeah. on a Saturday afternoon, the 90 minutes. No different, is it? I, I used to referee the, you know, the 8v8s, 11v11s on at, at, at Bolton and in the training games and Jesus some of the shit they used to give me in, in that even you know especially Robbo Paul Robinson who uh, you know who was at Bolton as well God they want they want everything they want everything their ways you know yeah. do you know subconsciously before a game if if a player walks past he's like hey Mark how are you doing are you all right the family all right and this and that is it one of them where you think he's all right then you know if if there was a decision there where I'll it could have been, oh, yeah, you can have one or I think two. That's, that's going to be only human, isn't it? Yeah, I, I remember re refereeing Stoke Everton, and um, I mean, it was in the days when uh, was it when I come back from my illness? Uh, I can't remember if it was after 2010 or just before, but um, it was Stoke v Everton and Fellaini. I mean, Keith, Keith Hackett was my manager up from uh, you know, when we started up until uh, 2010, 11, when we retired. But Keith was a fantastic manager, absolutely great. Fantastic referee and a brilliant manager. But I remember I was refereeing, I was refereeing Stoke v Everton. Uh, second half, um, Shawcross and Fellaini were at it all game. So the corner comes over and Fellaini headbutts Shawcross. I, I mean, it's impossible for me to see. It's behind me back. Especially with that. Yeah. After all, you think you do. So with that, Shawcross is Ryan Shaw's company and said to me, Mark, he's done me. I said, he's done me. I said, listen, Ryan, if he's, if he's done you, 
I apologize. I haven't seen this behind my back. I said, buddy, get picked up on camera and he, he'll have a, re a retrospective ban. And he did. You know, it was, it was clearly no one, no one, no one saw it. No one saw it. Not even my assessor. We didn't even speak about it after the game. It wasn't until it was flagged up on on, on match of day on, on Saturday night. Of course, he got his he got his free match ban. I remember when I saw it, I went because I, I, I got on well with Moisey. Moisey used to ring me. I used to ring Moisey. You know, after games, I used to say, I, I rang him up. I went, David. I said, I went, fucking Fellaini's let me down big time. Big time," he said Mark. "I know he has." He said, "I, I apologise to you. He's going to be. I'm going to be sorting him out." But I thought you done well today, and I think you still you've got that, and you've got to have that relationship. You still yeah. got to have that, even though you know it's not you're not coming across as you're doing anyone favours or anything, or you shouldn't be patronised. He said, "I'm nice. I'm a nice guy." But on the on the field of play, when I cross that white line, I'm refereeing two teams, and I remember refereeing. I think I refereed them four or five weeks later. Uh, it was Man United Everton, so Fellaini was playing. So um, I went up to uh, before the kickoff. He was he was uh, Fellaini was just on the on the, the uh, centre circle. So I went up to him. I went, "Don't you be doing any fucking thing today, like you done at fucking Stoke." I said, "Cause I'll be watching you fucking like a hawk." So don't you do anything. You do anything, and I said, "I'll have you fucking off." That's what I said to him. He said, no, "Mark, you won't uh, you won't have any problems from me." So with that, Leon Osman heard what I said to him and Leon come and he said, you can't say that. I said, I fucking can say that. And I've just have said it. I said, you know what he done at Stoke. Fucking let me down big time. Makes me look stupid because I've not seen it. He went, okay, Mark, no problem. With that, with that game, Fellaini was as good as gold. As good as gold. So, do you know what I mean? It, 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 it does work. Yeah. And you have to, did you, you actually have to feel let like down by him? I did, yeah, because it was a, it was a great game. It was an end-to-end -end game. And we, we, you know, we're football fans as well. We, we, when we referee and you think, Jesus, what a pass that was. Mm. What a, and I used to say, God, oh, great pass. God, I used, sometimes I used to run behind the player going, shoot, shoot, shoot. Especially if you're refereeing Man City. Man on, yeah, man, man on. Yeah, man on, man on. <laughs> you know, but so, because we are football fans, we are football lovers. We do love football. So, you know, I think it was important to have that engagement with, with players. And I always used to have that engagement. And I suppose you, you've had that conversation with him beforehand, like you said before, go out there and enjoy it. Yeah, you sure, know what yeah. I'm about. Yeah. Go to, and yeah. he's you know, he stuck the nuts on knowing that you I, can't I mean, see. I used to, I used to, you know, I always used to run around, you know, talk, you know, you always had to keep your eye on players off the ball, watching what was going on, having an awareness about you, around you, what was going on around you. I used to referee, you know, players, top players, you know, like Steven Gerrard and, Scalzi and all, you know, David Beckham, Ronaldo. I remember ref refereeing Ronaldo, Man uh, Liverpool, Man United. Um, fucking hell, that was a game I fucking went to toss the coin up. I went, went into my pocket, get the, get the teams to centre circle. Fuck. Fuck, where's my whistle? Left me fucking whistling the stadium, <laughs> didn't I? So I had to shout out to Dowdy. Phil Dow was me. Said, Dowdy, I ain't got me whistle. Quick, hurry up, nip me in the stadium, get me whistle. <laughs> so, but, but it gave me the choice. So I, walk, I walked over to get me, me, I let him have a little bit of a warm up. Walked over to get me to whistle. And Christian Ronaldo was standing. I went, it was the time he'd come to the UK and he was you know, lots of going down easy, you know, weren't there? So I just said to him, Christian, don't you be going down easy today because you'll get absolutely fuck all out of me. No. You know, don't be doing that today. So anyway, first minute, game kicks off, he goes down, he, I went past him, what did I fucking say to you? He looks at me and smiled, but he didn't do it again. So yeah, it, yeah, it, it, fair it, enough, it, it? it worked, yeah, you know? it, it, it worked. And it's, that's an understanding of the players as well. It's understanding players' frustrations, it's understanding 
you know, giving, showing empathy for the game. And, I, and, it, and it always worked for me. I, 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 whatever level I refereed at, I was the same. I was the same all the way through. And it worked for me. Don't mean to say it's going to work for somebody else. What's the best tunnel tear-up you've seen? Uh, best tunnel tear-up I've seen between me and um, Ashley Cole, Birmingham, Chelsea. <laughs> I wanted to fucking... Oh, so you were involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it was funny because uh, going back to just go, I'll go back to the uh, Craig Bellamy story. I refereed um, uh, Vincent Company's testimonial at the, at the Etihad, and uh, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so anyway, get the boys so, back so, together. Yeah, get the, yeah, get the, yeah, get the boys. So Nicky Butt obviously on one team, Craig Bellamy on the other team. So anyway, Craig Bellamy was substitute, so he, he comes on. So he comes straight on Craig being Craig, comes straight for me, and has a fucking go at me. <laughs> I'm thinking, What's, what, have I do, what have I done? What have I done? He just absolutely tore into me. Testimonial. Testimonial, yeah, Vincent Cummings. But that's, that's the way he played. So Nicky Butt, because didn't get on very well, did they? So Nicky Butt's heard this, hasn't he? So he's come up to me. Nicky's come up to me. He says, Mark, do you want me to do it for you? I went, do you know what? I'll give you one challenge. <laughs> so, 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 so Nicky Butt's gone right, Mark. Okay, so about a couple of minutes later, Bellamy's got the ball. So Nicky's come behind, he's gone fucking whack right from behind. He's put him up in the air and had to call the trainer on. So I've had to go, brought him up. Nicky, come in here. Hey, fucking well done, but no more. Okay. <laughs> That's your one. That's your one. That's why he said, no problem, Mark. So everyone thought I was giving him a bollocking. That's what's on. In a testimonial. Yeah. Well, you've said that before, though. So when I've, he's playing in testimonials, I played in uh, Kevin McNaughton's testimonial down at Cardiff, and we got to the what game was back in the day. That so I can't remember. It's 2016, oh, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I play with Bellas at Cardiff. So we get the team. We get in. We get right. You're in Team A. You're in Team B. And Bellas must have been in Team B. So he's come into Team A's dressing room and gone absolutely fucking apes at Kevin McNaughton. Have you seen my fucking team? <laughs> How the fucking hell are we supposed to win this game with yeah. people who paid like whatever to, to play in it? He was furious. <laughs> and Bella's his testimonial. Not on, not on, Kevin. I'm not fucking happy. What was but, the crack with Ashley Cole? Oh, 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 oh yeah. It was, it was just come back. I've just come back from um, battling cancer. And it was Birmingham, Chelsea. And uh, I mean, it was the first, first half. I don't I mean, I don't know what happened. I'll give a few decisions against Ashley. But listen, great player. We had a, and we were talking about, he was playing in that, in that testimonial. So we, we had, he come up to me and said, do you remember the bust up we had in the tower? For fucking hell, do I remember it? I wanted to fucking lump you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was, something had happened. And you've, you've played at Birmingham, haven't you? You go, in, you go into the tunnel at the corner yeah. and you've got that long walk all the way down. The home team is, is right at the top. And the way team is right down the bottom, it? And we were walking all the way down. And he was effing at me, effing at Jeff, and I was effing and Jeff at him. Just because it, I, I, I give something and he didn't, he didn't like, or just, I can't remember what exactly it was, but he weren't happy with me. And uh, in the end, we got to, because you got the referee's dressing room, then the Birmingham's dressing room, and then we had a, it must have been about, we were hammering tongs at each other and I, was, I went like that and my guy said, get, you know, get back in and threw me in the dressing room. And they went, Mark, what the fucking hell are you doing? I know, I know, I've just lost it. I just lost it, you know, and I'm thinking, he's talking to me like that. I fucking nearly died and he's, he's having a go at me like that. And that but I shouldn't, have, I, shouldn't have add, I shouldn't have brought that into it, do you know what I mean? And then second, we're now second half, he come up to me, give us a hug, I'll give him a hug and I apologised and that was it, we got on with it, you know. So that was, it was, it nearly ended up in... Uh, so you nearly tried to call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he remembers that because he came up to me at the, <laughs> in the hotel. So, but no, it's one of those things. And, you know, after that, we shook hands and it's, it's, it's the heat of the battle, isn't it? It's the heat of the battle because you're in a battle. You know that, you've all been in, you know, in those sort of... 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks. Do you know, with you being a, I'm assuming that you have to say I'm a QPR fan when, you, when you're a football league manager and then you're not allowed to ref QPR, I'm assuming. Well, I, th- I, think it, I think it came into, um, sort of come in really in the 2000s, isn't it, about that ref- you know, refereeing. I mean, listen, my family grew up around Shepherds Bush, East Acton, Big, always, my uncle. I remember my me, me first professional game I went to. My uncle lived in Lofters Road. We come out of his his house straight into the ground. Um, so I've always been, always loved QPR. Always been a QPR fan. I followed them through and through. Um, it was, I think, it was nineteen ninety six, seven or seven, eight, uh, ninety eight, ninety seven season that I got appointed to QPR Portsmouth. Now I lived forty odd miles away, so. You know, I thought to myself, listen, I'd love, I've went there many times. I'd love to go there as a referee. I mean, the QPR's referee's dressing room is fucking awful. You can't even swing a cat in that, in that, in that dressing room for referees. But it was, it was, it was one of those where, I mean, obviously it was a, it was a good game. You, 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 oh, she did the game? I, I refereed the game. Um, obviously, once you cross that white line, you're not, I'm not a QPR fan. You're a referee of what's in front of you. And it was an excellent game. You've got assessors in the stand. You've got everybody watching the game. So, um, but the only thing was, <laughs> well, Q- QPR won, won nil that day. And I think, was, I think it was Spencer. <laughs> Spencer was the goal scorer. And I was just inside the penalty area when he put the ball in the back. And I went, oh, no, Mark, I can't go into any celebrations. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, and the second time, I refereed a, an FA Cup tie at Loftus Road, third round against Huddersfield. And Huddersfield won. One nil. So it was, you know. Also oh, balanced out. Yeah, listen, it was, it was, um, after that, then I thought to myself, you know, it started getting quite serious then, didn't it? You know, back after in, in the end of the 90s and then in, into 2001, too, then it started getting serious about, you know, your team you support. And they used to come and say, you know, what team do you support? And I said QPR because I can't go to QPR. I mean, be, before that, I was, um, I was, I got on, before I got on as a referee, I was on the line for one season on the Premier League. Um, 90s, was it 90, 94, 95? And I was appointed to, um, I was like, I was the assistant referee at QPR Man United. It's when QPR were fighting for uh, survival and we, QPR were winning 1 0. And then all of a sudden, Robbie Hart was the referee. And all of a sudden, he's put up nine minutes. Nine <laughs> minutes. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the assistant side. Yeah. Side, <laughs> Six. I, 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 I'm on the assistant side, and that Man United were attacking, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, Robbie, where, where have you got nine minutes from? And within that nine minutes, you know, the balls, Cantona's made a run through. Listen, it, it was tight, but I thought I was, it, it was onside, and he's put the ball in the back of net, one, one all. And then obviously that was in about the 97th minute. And of course, when Robbie's broken the final whistle, the, oh, the, the crowd have gone ballistic. And then we've had to have a police escort out of our change room because the player, the manager, the players wanted us. Um, the fans wanted us. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, that's how a QBR fan does it. Like <laughs> but yeah, you know, it just goes to show that you, you, know, you cannot question the integrity of a referee no, because yeah. once you cross that, that white line, it's, it's two teams. You must and, have had a twitch. No, no. You must have had a twitch on Eric. 
No, no. Do you know what? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Who's no, your... I didn't. No, I didn't. To be fair, I mean, who's your favourite just... favourite members of the Red Wine Club? Oh, well, oh, us. Oh, uh, well, it was myself, um, Pete Walton. Uh, when we used to stay together, in, we used to, you know, um, this is when we we moved to. Um, St George's, St George's. What Park. actually happens? You all get together. Yeah, we all get we all get together. We have all um, the referees. How often? Uh, it was every every two weeks. Every right. every two weeks, we had we spent two days. Used to spend um, arrive lunchtime. Used to go do our training sessions. Our you know high intensity running on the, on the Tuesday afternoon. Um, look at look at videos after that, and then early or critique up, each other. Cr- critique, yeah. Look at yeah. Look at critique each other, and then we used to just. Descend into the bar. I mean, obviously, it's like every workplace. You don't you don't get on with everybody. Um, but we used to. Me and I used to share a room with in the later the stages with with Pete Wharton. Me and me and Pete are good mates, and uh, we used to we used to share we used to share a room. Um, used to bring I had bottles of wine in. You know, bring bottles of wine in because people used to drink in the bar. We didn't want to see people seeing us drink in the bar. You know, when we're yeah. out there training. You know, you know what happens when people on see a work training. trip. Yeah, on a work trip, yeah. especially looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Old Tugboat's had a few bowls, hasn't he? <laughs> but so we used to, so we were about six, six or seven of us used to go in, 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 come into our room, and we used to sit there, put the world to rights, talk about things, and drink, drink, drink our wine. So was there a real, was there a divide then? It's always a little. It's always, it's always divides, isn't there? Amongst yeah. you, you'd have it with in your dressing room. You'd always have your, yeah. your little cliques, wouldn't you? In, in 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 dressing rooms and it, it was no different with with referees yeah. um but we used to have a good time we used to have fun but you know we we were sensible we weren't you know you, you listen we're, we're we're humans you know we because we're referees don't we say oh you can't do this you can't do that you can't go out and enjoy himself like i did at you know going back to the playoff final yeah i i was i, I was drinking after the playoff final in in, in the bar having fun with with the city fans, but they were in there and we were in there having dinner, you know. So we're human, we're we're human. So I'm embracing that moment as well. But I'm shut off on bar. (laughs) (laughs) You not. (laughs) Cheers, I'll cheer up. Yeah, come on, we're making the the most of this. (laughs) (laughs) But as you say, you know, we used to have a a few of us used to go in there, myself, Wally, Clattenburg, Howard, you know. Did you have a, did you have a game? Would you have a kickabout? Oh, yeah, well, we did. Yeah, we always after 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 training, we had we always had a kickabout. You in sticks? Um, I was in sticks. I played in goal. Yeah. Um, yeah so it was it was, it was quite it was quite it was physical. Worst. It was it was worst. Yeah. Well, like, last pick. Yeah. Walkers. Who was who was who was? I mean, Mike Riley never joined in. He never played. Um, he used to train on his own. Um, was he a bigger twat as whatever he makes out? Who's that? I'm saying, Riley. I'm saying nothing. Um, I think uh, who, was, who was the most dirtiest player? I'm just trying to think. It was like um, who was the dirtiest player? Who used to I don't know Jeff um, uh, Howard. He could be quite physical. Um, Alan Wiley. Alan was Alan was Alan was good. By Alan was Alan was physical. Um, anyone come near me, I was quite physical. Was Jeff the most probably told you before his did, cup did, final took him out? Did you nearly put Jeff out of the cup final? I did, yes. Right? I did, yes, because I didn't want him refereeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. You're the best with everybody Jeff, involved. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, I love you, mate. I love you. No, but Jeff was a good. He was a. He was a good man, Jeff. Great, great, great crack. Um, weren't afraid to say it as it was. Like like myself, I think you need. You got to wear your heart on your sleeve and, and say it so as what, it is. Why did he nearly miss the final? Because uh, I took him out in a game. 
In a referee's game. Yeah, in a referee's game. Yeah, it was totally. It was a total accident. I, I was. I couldn't be in. I couldn't apologise enough. But we had to carry him off to the room, get get ice on him, and make sure he was fit for that cup final. Was that your proudest moment, the League Cup final? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was. Yeah, obviously to to refereeing me first. Obviously, you go to Man City and the Gillingham game, which was 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 awesome. But. Gillian fans fans forget that I should have given a penalty to Man City after about five or six minutes for an hand ball. I wasn't too sure, so I didn't give it. But watching back, you know, City could have gone one nil up anyway. So Jules, stop having a go at me. But going back to that, um, yeah, it was it was it was a fantastic um, weekend. That you know, Chelsea, Tottenham, extra time, blown out me ass like you were tugboat in some of your games. Um, <laughs> to get your family down and family, make family, it a thing. family down. Yeah, we had a, we had a great we had a great weekend. Pete Warren was before official. Great, great weekend for the family. The great, ex excellent game. Um, no controversy, and that's what that's what you want as a referee. You want to come out of the game with with no controversy. Um, penalty for for Tottenham for handball, um, which was a, was a penalty. Assistant flagged it for me, which was a clear penalty. Handballed it twice, but it just goes it just goes so quick. You know, you, you you're there. You start the game because. Yeah, you know, that first decision gives you that confidence. If you get that first decision right, whether it's a goal kick, tight cut corner, or a free kick, you, you, your stature goes like you. If you make a great pass or you score a goal, you know, you, you just confidence just goes up, doesn't it? And it, but it just, it, it, someone says to me, Mark, take, take, take the moments in because it just goes so quickly. And it, and it did. You know, before I knew it, the game was over and we were showering and going back to, to the hotel and going for dinner. Is it much different on the FIFA trips, the international games? Uh, what do you have to do to get that call up? You, you have, you, yeah, you, you, you have, it comes over a number of um, seasons, a number of games. Um, you have to earn that. You have to earn that. Earn that badge as, yeah. as a referee to represent. You can select any player that represents his country. It's no different for for referees, and it's nice to get you know be awarded you a, get cap. a cap. Got a cap? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's pride and joy, really. Um, but yeah, you, you, you're representing your country, so you, you've got to be you've got to behave. You've got yeah. to behave yourself. And um, yeah, on, on the trips, obviously, you you know you'd, you'd do the game, and then all four of you would after the game, you'd be taken out to dinner, and all four of you would go back into the room and talk about the game, have a few beers because you couldn't sleep because your adrenaline was mm. running. It was so difficult to to sleep that night. Even when I refereed any game, I I, I couldn't sleep. Always had three hours kit before the game. And then after the game, yeah, I just could never, ever, ever sleep because the adrenaline's going and you're always thinking about what's going on. And normally you're up early the next day to fly back to um, to, to, the, to the UK. Um, you always has a, an English collective? Always, always English. Yeah, always English. Yeah. Before VAR, obviously, it was always always the four of you. Yeah. I always remember walking on a British Airways flight going somewhere and the four of us with our, you know, three lines, badges and uh, the... the the cabin crew girl come up and says, oh, you're a boy band, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, far from it, love. Far from it. Wrong we started, we started, singing, we started singing for her. She said, no, you're not a boy band. <laughs> you know, but says your first game was Belgium-France. Was the language a problem? No, everyone, everyone, uh, no, everyone, everyone understood English. I remember that game well. I mean, referring to Zidane Zidane, what a player. Oh, he's just, just, just in awe and watching him, the way, the time he had on the ball, what he'd done with the ball and his movement was just you must second have, to were none. The, were the moments where you just like, pinch yourself? Like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm reffing here. To be fair, Zidane's uh, pinging it around. I'm just like, like to be, <laughs> well, <laughs> fair, it's, just, it's just another game with different surrounds. Yeah. You know, it's just another game, dif different level, but... Yeah, listen. When you're out on the field, I remember, remember refereeing um, Newcastle Everton that that 20, 30, 25, 30 yard strike from Alan Shearer that got them the winner. You know, I was right behind that, so, and, I, and I could see it. So I went, "That's a goal." 
that's a goal. I just said him like, that's a goal. And it went straight into the top corner. What a goal that was. And I remember going up to him and shaking his hand and saying, oh, that was a, that was a great goal. Brilliant goal. Did then, you remember you my goal what? against Mansfield in 2003? <laughs> I don't even remember the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Story of my life. Up. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that Donny Mansfield game was a tough game because they don't like each other, do they? Donny and Mansfield, not too far apart, yeah, are they? Bit of a you derby. Know, bit of a derby. So they're all, they're always they're always tough games. Always tough games. I remember yeah. I remember refereeing a Europa League game in, in Sweden. <laughs> They've got to take the uh, red cards out with me. So I had a caution. It was, I think it was a Sampdoria player. I think it was playing Sampdoria um, out in, Go I think it was Gothenburg. And I thought, so this challenge is gone. I thought, oh, I've got a caution. This, this, this is a caution. So I've gone and I've gone. Get him. Fuck's sake, rest my car, I got my cars. I just went bang and put it back in the way go. And he says I didn't even notice, so I got away with it. <laughs> oh, so you gave a red card for no, yellow, 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 yellow card? Was it yellow card? Bang, away you go. And didn't even no one even noticed I didn't show the yellow card. <laughs> I just went up like that. And he, he walks away, no problem. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm, I don't know if I'm know if I've been booked <laughs> here or not. Yeah. Is there any is there any occasions where you can remember when you thought, I'm losing control of this, are you? Not, not, not losing control. Um, I, I, I never lost. A, I, I never ever lost control of, of a game. But there were, there were a couple of games. I remember going away on a, on a trip, a Europa League game, early September, and I came back. I mean, they're, they're tiring trips. You know, you, 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 it's just like players. You, you do get tired. You are fatigued. And I, I was pointed to referee Fulham Arsenal on on the Saturday. I come back on Thursday. Because um, it was doing that, they used to have the, the Wednesday games as well as on the Europa League games on a Wednesday as well sometimes. And I refereed Fulham Arsenal, and I didn't feel right. I didn't feel right. I felt a bit lethargic. I felt a bit ill. And I thought, Do you know what? I was there, so I went and done it. And uh, I, I shouldn't have done it because I was. If I if I looked over my career, that was one of the games where I was absolutely piss poor. I wasn't a Premier League referee. I was I was shocking, shocking, <coughs> and rightly got and rightly got absolutely annihilated by my my, my assessor. So I apologise for Fulham fans for for that game. I, I wasn't, and yeah, it, it, it happens. And there was another game where I refereed um, uh, Wigan Newcastle live on TV. There was a poor challenge by McManaman on I think it was Herrera, the Newcastle winger but as, as the challenge went in a player ran straight in front of me so I couldn't I didn't see the entirety of the, of the, of the challenge so it looked like the ball was just coming away um, and no one said anything no one said like anything lines, the, the, no, 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 no one nothing I mean, that's where you thought I wish VAR was in because mm. it was it was it was two red cards when I saw it back on, on TV um, it was it was an awful awful challenge, poor challenge, and and I did, and I missed it. And the reason why I missed it, and then what you're doing is you're reviewing your your performance. You think, what could I have done? What could I have done to see that to get stop that player running in front of me so I didn't see it? Should I have moved wider? Should I have gone, you know, moved either side? So um, if I, there, there was two games there that I thought myself there was things that I missed that I didn't I weren't happy with my with, with that's myself. That's probably been a little bit too overcritical, I think, though. If somebody's running in front of you, there's not really a guy that you, you can know, do about yeah, that. But, in those but, situations. But, but, I mean, I was after after that game, I didn't do another Premier League game for eight weeks. So they obviously, yeah. I mean, my assessor had a, you know, 
really, really heavily criticised me, and I had to take it to the management, and they agreed that they were being they were out of order. But they left me off the Premier League for about about eight weeks after that game. Yeah. Was it a case of and the they player running across you just not being a good enough excuse, not good enough reason? You had to, they, well, they no, saying, well to, to be fair, they, I mean Sky was covering the game, and they 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 actually put it up, and as soon as the challenge went in, the player was right in front of me. And if you can imagine, he's like him. You're not going to see nothing, are you? <laughs> I'm sure there weren't many players at Newcastle at the time. Like but no, it, it was, it was, um, yeah. It, it, as the change went in, it was impossible. It's like looking, trying to see through a, a brick wall. So I, I looked at my performance and thought, should I have been got myself wider before that the ball had gone through? But the thing was, players normally players let you know when there's bad challenges, mm. didn't they? Yeah. And no one, there was nothing. There was nothing. Surely, you're boss which might have been Riley at the time it was, surely he was surely he's had the exact same situation should understand not not if you don't like you well yeah looking back obviously referees don't speak with the press would you have liked the opportunity to is that something no. that you think could have helped in terms of reputation and it, when examples like that you to explain to camera um i i i, I I'd done it once and I got annihilated. Um, I, th I think no, because we're not media trained. Mm. We're not media trained and you know what the media are like. You know, they jump on something, you say something, they jump, they twist and turn. And I've learned, I've learned that. And I, th I, think, I think if, if we were media trained, properly media trained, yep. um, then perhaps yes. But uh, every Premier League game, there's a delegate. So and the delegate is, a, is appointed by the Premier League. So that delegate goes in and speaks about the referee's performance. It's, an ex, it's either an ex-player, ex-manager or administrator of a football club. So they go in and talk about um, decision, uh, accuracy and decision-making, key match incidents and man management and fitness. So, so they go in and talk with the referee after the game. So for me, they, they talk about the incidents, tell me how you saw that, that penalty in the 56 minute. So then they will talk about it and then for me, what should happen is the delegate then should go and confront the media, like the managers do, and then speak on behalf of the referee, say, oh, we've yeah. had this conversation, this is why he didn't give this decision. Yeah. And then that perhaps that would help. But also with, with VAR now, you know, I think it's important. Fans are just as important as anybody else in the game. And I think it's important that we hear the conversation between VAR and referee. Mm. So everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows what they're what they're talking about and why they come to that decision. And then you may not agree with it, but you will respect the decision. Yeah. Do you know when you uh, resettled in Bolton you, and you were training at Bolton, were there any, you know, when you're not allowed to manage QPR, so you must have a relationship with some of the people at Bolton, were you not allowed to manage, I keep saying manage, ref, were you not allowed to ref? Yeah, so if you lived, if you lived in that town or city, you weren't, you weren't allowed to referee that, yeah. that, that team. So, yeah, I mean, moved up to Bolton. I, I must have, I, I rang Sam and said, is it possible for you to come and train with you? Because we were full-time as well. And he said, yeah, not, not, not a problem. So, you know, I spent many good years there. I had some good, good fun. It's a good place it good. as well, isn't it? Great place. <laughs> Great place. That's where, that's, where I went, that's where I met my wife. Yeah. I, put, I, put the, I put the Wanderers, but I call it the Reebok. It's not that now, is it? You know, I know it was the Reebok, nothing else. Pull, pull on the charm after the game? I did, yeah. I, I actually, I was refereeing a game up there against Tranmere, and uh, I, you know, we always went into the players' bar because that's where we got looked after with a cup of tea and a few sandwiches. And, and Michelle, she worked behind the bar. I looked at her and I went, 
oh my god she's gorgeous um and then never never look back what's your name what's your name and number i'm not i'm not going to say what i was thinking (laughs) but you can guess did you go over yourself or did you did you get somebody put a word in for you no, I just... The fourth I, official. I, no, I... Once you laugh, I'm a big man. No, I was, it was the, the lady who looked after us, Cathy, and uh, I said, oh, see if you've fancied having a drink after the game. And um, she went up to us and said, oh, the referee wants to take you for a drink after the game. She says, no. <laughs> and I, and I, so I went back in afterwards, went up there to have a, have a drink, and I said, can, can I take you out for a drink? I asked myself, she said, second say, opinion. Finish about seven, yeah, VAR. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, so I waited for her, and then we went back back to her local her local pub, and um, we had a drink. and yeah, Never looked back. Never looked back. I know you were full-time, but obviously you just trained yourself. Did you ever, like, fail for motivation thing? Oh, fuck, I can't be fucking arsed today. Um, the best position for that. No, I, I think not, not, not really. I mean, I, lo- I mean, I love always, I always loved training from a 16 year old when I, you know, got turned down. I was at Tottenham as a schoolboy a couple of years. Um, then I went into, left there, went into non-league and, uh, Hartford Town was my first club as a, as a 16 year old. I used to love training, love running. I think that, that, that came later on in my career after, after I'd, um, I battled, you know, myself and my wife battled cancer. Um, you know, having radiotherapy, chemotherapy, and I think, you know, I spent I think three seasons spent refere- three seasons refereeing after I came back from from cancer, and, and it was then that my body started to shut down. Um, and it was then I was thinking, do you know what? I can't be asked going out second half. I, I just just got no motivation. I just can't. My body just kept telling me, no, Mark, you can't put it through because obviously the poison stays in your body. It's, mm. It does stay, the, the chemo just stays, it stays in you because it kills everything in your body, the chemotherapy. And I think, you know, what, what I'd done to get myself back to, to fitness and pass fitness tests just took its toll on me, on my body. I wanted um, to ask you about that. Were we Obviously, but you got your diagnosis and were you always determined that I'm, I'm going to come back? Um, I think I think it was my professor Tim Illidge, who was from the Christie. I was I was uh, the Christie. I, I had the operation. I had an operation for the tumor removed at the the Beaumont, um, Charlie yeah. New, Charlie New Road, as you were you were knowing, um, and I had it, had it taken out. And I always remember when I woke up from the operation. I said to the to the my guy the, the guy that did the operation. I said, first things you always say is, "Am I going to die?" And he said, not if I can help it. And within five days, my tumour grew back. So that's when I got, went to the Christie and saw Tim Illidge. I couldn't go and see him because he was on holiday. He was a big Evertonian. He loved his football. Um, and he knew who I was, come back, I went straight in to see him. And I said to him, um, you know, I had some scans, had the scans, then went to see him. And he got me the next day straight on um, chemotherapy and then obviously I'd done all that and then I had to have radio free. But I said to him, I remember saying to him, um, well, you know, will, will, will I be able to referee again? And he said, no, you would never, if if you don't survive, you know, if, if you survive, you will never ever referee at the highest level again. And there was lots of tears in, so. I've got a year that, was it a year that you actually passed your, your yeah, test, I, your I mean, fitness I was, test? And then that was my motivation to go yeah. out and be, to be an inspiration to people that, of you know suffered cancer and battling cancer because so i think it's now is it two in three now i mean in two and three in families i think mm-hmm. well there was two in my family my wife and myself and you're going through this together going through it together she was diagnosed first um 
uh, Christmas Eve when she went and they, they found out she had leukemia and then she had to go straight to hospital after the Christmas period. And then that's when we found out that she had chronic myeloid leukemia. And I remember refereeing at um, Hartlepool, uh, FA Cup third round. It was before she went back to the uh, hospital to gather her, her checks. And I always remember thinking about, you know, we knew that she had leukemia and I was refereeing that game that day. And it just, my mind was not, I mean, nothing happened on the game. I remember fans shouting at me and calling me all sorts. And all I was thinking about was Michelle. Who's, you know, we've got a three-year-old daughter. She's got leukemia. She's been diagnosed with leukemia. And then August, <laughs> I get diagnosed mm. as well. Um, so it, it, it was, it was, it was very tough. And I always, and and when he when he said I'd never referee again, um, I thought I'd be that inspiration. And I worked so hard. I always remember failing. Oh, I, I, he said, he said to me, "You're coming back too early. You, your body can't. Your body can't take it." Your body can't take Did it. Did you feel like yourself, like personally? I, yeah, when I when I took me uh, when I when I took my first fitness test, I thought I was ready, and I wasn't. I oh, fucking I didn't I, I didn't last one minute, and I, I remember on the at the track crying my eyes out, going home, and the first person I rang was was Tim Millage, and he and he said, "What have I told you? What have I told you?" Um, and I listened to him, and I got home, and my wife had booked a, a trip to. Um, uh, Grand, we went to Grand Canaria um, just, just just to get me away, and I spoke to um, the the physio, the, the sports scientist at Bolton, and he and he he'd done me a program, and I'd done that every morning. I was up at like seven o'clock in the morning doing his training program every day, every day, every day doing that. We supposed focus. to focus because we were supposed to be on Ollie, but you know, my wife she was she was brilliant and um, going through it herself, you know. So she she helped me because she used to give me that kick up the ass that I needed to sitting down in the doldrums. So you'd have you'd have the chemotherapy, and you'd be right rock bottom. You'd, I'd come home because um, I remember having my first bout and I'd, I'd a, I had I struggled and I, I, I felt really bad and that to come in and put me on masks on me because but at the body, same my, time trying to yeah, support your wife. Yeah, as well. my body didn't accept the chemo, and right. then after that I was I was okay. But I remember coming home and just lying on so I couldn't do anything and gradually. You start climbing that hill, and you get to the top of the hill, and then you have that that next that next bout of, of chemotherapy, and then you're back down again. So after I had me these eight, I think it was eight eight bouts of chemotherapy. I had phone calls from people from within football, were fantastic. And then I had to start that um, 24 days of I think it was solid radiotherapy, which was 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 a, was, was a killer. Um, so, but. With that, I then started coming back because he said, if you carry on doing uh, cardiovascular work during that that time, it improves your chances of survival. So I was going into Bolton um, doing even 30 seconds on the treadmill and I was just, I couldn't, uh, 30 seconds and I was off, I was finished. I mean, Bolton Wanderers were brilliant with me, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And I remember going back in and I think to myself, oh, I'm, am, I, am, I, am I ready now to do to do this? And, I'm, and I remember, Doing 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 the, the second the fitness test and um, I failed I failed again miserably and I was meant, meant to do my third one and on the day our general manager come and said to me listen you've taken two tests if you take the third one and fail that's it you're finished what well they wouldn't actually they wouldn't let they wouldn't let me they wouldn't let me come do training because I wanted a second opinion. Although Tim Millage had given me the all clear. I mean, I remember when he said, Mark, 
we had scans. He said, Mark, it's a miracle. You can't, it's, it's gone. It's gone. So there was lots of tears then. But, you know. So you think, <laughs> ha happy tears, you know. Yeah. But, but going, back, going back to that, and when he said, if, you know, you, you're, you, you'll be finished, and I went, what? And I went to the, the our sports site and it said, Simon, I said, listen, I, I'm not doing this test today. I said, because if I fail, I've been told that's me for my career finished. And he said, Mark, he said, no, it's not. He said, when you started the season, you passed your fitness test. You, were, you passed. So that's, don't take any notice of what you've been told. I'm telling you now, you'll be fine. Because I always remember doing my fitness test and I, still, I had this tumour, I had something in my throat, but I didn't know what it was. But I was—I couldn't eat. I'd lost—I lost about ten kilos in weight. But I've passed my fitness test. But I was really struggling. And before I refereed—I refereed, I refereed um, Tottenham and Barcelona at Wembley in the in, in the Wembley Cup. And after that, we—I you know, went back to Spain. Then we came back and went to see the went to see the doctor and say, right, because we had private healthcare. Right, we're going. We're having a going for a scan. Went for a scan, and that's when it was revealed. The day before, I refereed Everton and Arsenal at Goodison. So I knew on the Monday, I was going in to have a tumour removed and I thought, yeah, this is it. It's going my last game. Mm. But looking back, I should never have refereed that game. I should never, ever have refereed that game because obviously no fit state to referee that game. Shouldn't, shouldn't have done it. But I had two great assistants, uh, Trevor Massey and Andy Garrett were on the line. They helped me. I remember them, I nearly collapsed at the end of the game and I said, lads, let's just get here, get here. But you know, so they, they I told, yeah, yeah, I told them. I didn't tell anybody else. No one else yeah. knew. Except my the manager, my management was Keith Hackett, and it was brilliant. Yeah. Left it up to me, and I went and done the game. But looking back, I should never have refereed. I should never have done the game. But I did, and luckily for me, it was live on TV. Nothing. It was no controversy. So yeah. I, I, I was happy. But on the Monday, I was in the Beaumont having the tumour removed. Yeah. But you talk about the inspiration. But, but then, but then coming back, coming back from from that. Uh, you know, doing that fitness test. Um, so I, I done it. He, Simon gave me the confidence to go out and do that test. Yeah. And and to be fair, Mark Clattenburg done it with me. Um, he was a, he was a good mate of mine. Even though one one year we went on our we had a week away every season doing our doing a week away fitness test. We went paintballing. I bent over. We stuck the gun right up. <laughs> <laughs> and it fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I went fucking ballistic, <laughs> but you know we made up, and in the he's uh, that did fucking. I had a great big fucking mark on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but listen, he was he was a good mate. He 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 done the fitness test with me yeah. just to support you, like to support me. And without him, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have got I wouldn't have done it. Um, and I, I was I, I just collapsed at the end, and I and then I got back in that that end of that. You know, towards the end of that season, I started referee. I started referee. Done. I done a few reserve games, and I got back. I refereed um, at um, the old the, the Rotherham game. Ronnie Moore left me a lovely message in the dressing room. Lovely message. Got a great standing ovation going out. How did you feel when you were stood in the tunnel, though, before your first game? Yeah. After you was, going um, through what you went through. Emotional. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about inspiration. I imagine people that were going, that could resonate and going through that at the, at the same time and seeing you then walking out, you've yeah, come Yeah, I did. It. I mean, obviously my wife was there, um, my good friend, Howard Webb, he, he came to the game as well um, and with my daughter. Um, it was it was fantastic, yeah. 
And obviously, Lucy, you've seen Lucy today, you know, she was like four years of age, knowing mm. that her mum and dad are battling a serious illness. So, yeah. you know, it was, it, was, it was difficult for her as well. But, um, yeah, she's very proud of her. She's, you know, very proud of what she's turned out to be. Do you feel as though you think you got not an easier ride, but you think people were like crowds, players, were they different with you when you come back? They were different with me when I, oh yeah, listen, they were going, no, I mean, once I, once, once I got on that pitch and crossed that white line, You're I was like one course, three, was, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's how I wanted it. Yeah. And that's how it should be, you know, but going battling and they were, they were great. Lots of the players, lots of the managers. I remember, I remember going to a game, um, Bolton Wanderers, and Arsenal. I was in the tunnel at the, at the Reebok, so I know I call it the Reebok. It's not the Reebok anymore, but um, that was me. Boulders are cool, going for all, you know, I had, I had not a hair on my body. And Arsene Wenger, all the players were coming. Arsene Wenger came straight to me, not, didn't want to know, shook me hand, didn't want to know how, how I was. He said, how's your, how's, how's your wife, Mark? Is she, is she well? I said, oh, yeah, she's doing okay. She's here today, actually, up in the players' bar. He said, take me to her now. So there I was taking, walking Arsene Wenger up to the, Bolton Wanderers players bar and in walks Arson and everybody just looked and went couldn't believe that Arson had come up into the players lounge and took him straight to my wife Michelle and he had a full-blown conversation with Michelle regarding her and that, that goes to show see people don't see that side of managers yeah, yeah. And, so and, the, and the human side human side of it and they're all they all mm. are Football all like side. that but you know to shove a mic in front of a manager after perhaps a decision's gone their way or a player decision's gone their way yeah. they're totally different yeah and for me, I don't think they should be doing that straight off the game. But that's that's what they people that's what the TV companies want, and that's what they get. But outside of football, outside of that ninety minutes, you, you see different you see different uh, side of, of of people. I remember the stuff. Was it when you sent uh, Shelby off? The, yes, the... yeah, John Joe Shelby. Yeah, yeah, at, uh, at Liverpool, Man United. Yeah. And what was the Bl was blaming, just... uh, blaming me for or, or blaming me for sending uh, John Joe off for that? For that for that challenge, I, you know, you, you I suppose if you know you look back on that, Johnny, it was Johnny Evans and and John Joe. I remember John Joe in the first minute, he went through a United United player, and you could argue it's a it was a caution, but in those sort of games, you you can't go straight in for a, a yellow card in the first few minutes because you're going to have a hatful. You've got to manage those games, and I remember getting getting stick off me me evaluation saying I should have cautioned, but you can't, you know, you treat every game the same. I remember United players were going ballistic, so that's a yellow card. I said, just get away. I will I will I will deal with it. And I I, I spoke to John Joe, I've called him and said, listen John, any any more and you know you're gonna get you're gonna get caution, you're gonna get you're gonna get sanctioned. So five minutes later, Patrice Everett went through one of the Liverpool players. And Gerard, Gerard, Stephen Jarvin got him well with Stevie. He come around, he said, that's a fucking yellow card. That's a fucking caution, Mark. Come on. I said, Stevie, I said, what about John Joe's over there? Five minutes earlier. Did I caution him? No. So what's the difference between the two challenges? That's one all. It's getaway. Okay, Mark, fine. No problem at all. But then the next challenge that I was, and I said to him, any more, I said to the cat, any more challenges like that, then I will start dishing out the other cards. I'll give you a chance. I don't want those to see any more of those sorts of challenges. And to be fair, the game was, it was a, it was a really good game. But on that, on, you know, let's say that the fallout from that game on social media was, yeah. was horrendous for myself and, and, and my family. But listen, I can take it. I can, you know, to, to reach the top level, you've got to be mentally tough, mentally strong. Was that a different level though? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially when you know they wanted my young daughter to die, 
uh, of cancer. My wife has cancer to come back and die, and there's a bullet waiting for you. And you know, you, listen, we can we can take it, but when it starts impacting on your family, that that's yeah. not right. And I know the police got involved; they've done a great job. And a so a couple of people got you know interviewed, and uh, was one of the guys lived up in the northeast. He was going to lose his job over it. And I remember speaking to his boss and saying, "Listen, look." Don't sack him for that. He's got a family, and and to be fair, uh, he wrote me a long letter. I got the letter, um, apologising. You don't know what come over him. His his grand had been suffering from cancer, and I, I accepted that apology. Um, but you know, it, you've you've always got to forgive. You know, he's always got you got to forgive people. And uh, but listen, that's that, yeah, that that's part of that that's social media today, isn't it? You know, there's many many keyboard keyboard worries that that need sorting out. But that's that's the that's the world we live in today, isn't it? What year did you release your book? Uh, was it 2013? 2000, Just 2000. after you retired? Retired, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you expect the backlash from people <laughs> within so the referee? You, you, listen, you're always going to get things, aren't you? Am I right in saying you have to, did you have to give up a severance pay to release that, I didn't. Book? I didn't have to give it up. I, I, I agreed if I wrote this book with the then chairman Peter Hurd, I would still receive my... Um, I pay even, you know, speaking with Keith Hackett because Keith wasn't in charge then, but went through Keith because, you know, Peter Hurd was still in charge and he agreed that I could still have my severance. But then right. it got um, it got stopped. Does move that... on. You, listen, it's, it's all gone now, water under the bridge, yeah. and, and you, you move on, don't you? Would you like to be a referee now? Yeah, listen, yeah, especially with VAR, I think it's a lot, it's, it's, it, it, it's easy now, isn't it? You know, it's easy. Fuck hell, they don't fucking make it look easy. Oh, well, yeah. Jesus uh, fucking listen, Christ. Listen, it, it's VAR. Um, it's there for the clearing obvious errors. And it's at the, at the present, it's so inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get. It, it's human error. It? It's, it's, I think it's referees trying to re-referee. And when we saw incidents last season, that VAR should never have got involved in. Never, never. And whose fault do you think that is? I think it's the, it, it's the previous management. Um, I think it's the training, the education, um, no leadership and direction, um, which I think will be different with, with, with Howard in charge now. Definitely, definitely. He seems like he's well-respected amongst other Absolutely. Listen, we, me and Howard, we, we go back many years. We've been out together. You know, he's been my fourth, I've been his fourth. Talk sense. It's not always about the laws of the game. You know, it's about man-managing situations. And we've been in contact, you know, we've been in contact. Uh, text messages and other things. So um, he's fronted a few things up, hasn't he? Which is on online. He, he has, but you can only front up so many times, can't you? So it'd be interesting to see next season. You know, the leadership and direction, the standard of officiating and, and, and VAR, and I and I think Howard will, you know, bring that leadership and direction to the to to the select to the select group. You um, said you got on with a few few managers. Which one would you your favourite to have a glass of wine with? Uh, <laughs> um, listen, look, I got uh, I got on with many many managers. Um, always invited back in. All, all the managers, to be fair, um, even even Neil Warnock got on well with, with. I had a few had a few run-ins with Neil. A few ding-dongs. Um, a few ding oh, a few ding-dongs with Neil. He was <laughs> he's a, he was good. I remember refereeing at um, Bramwell Lane against Reading. It was both going for promotion. Uh, Sheffield United one nil up. Paddy Kenny, good friend of mine. Uh, 91st minute, Reading player goes round Paddy. Paddy brings him down, <laughs> penalty. Um, Paddy just gets up, knows he's apparently walks, walks onto his line. 
Neil Warnock starts running down the touchline, coming to have a go at me. I turn round to walk back and look at him, and he does a stops, does a U turn, and runs straight down the tunnel. <laughs> Never said a word. Never said oh, a word. Never said a word. So, so anyway, after the after the game, we get to, we gets into the uh, the dressing room. And there's a knock at the door. I thought, uh, who's that? That's got to be. Come in. I'm Mark Neil Warnock. Can I come in? No, you can't, Neil. You're not coming in. I only want to tell you what a good game you've had, Mark. In you come, Neil. <laughs> in you come. And it was great. Yeah, it, was, it was great. And then the following season, because those two teams got promoted, and, uh, and I was refereeing at, uh, at Reading, the Majeski, Reading, Sheffield United. The game was going well. I mean, it was, it was uh, second half. Game had stopped. Went ball went out of throw, and he wanted to make a substitution. So there'd been a little bit of argy-bargy between Wally Downs and Neil Warnock, they didn't like each other. And uh, anyway, so a substitution, and I was telling Paddy about this, and he oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So he brings on Keith Gillespie. So Keith Gillespie comes on, and before we've had a chance to restart play, Keith Gillespie's gone in front of Steve Dunn and gone, bang! Game's not even started. <laughs> so I've issued <laughs> substitutions. Keith Gillespie's come on, and I've you know, spoke to the assistant, I'll give him a red card, Red? A red, yeah, for straight away. Not even game ending restart. We're going to go for it for an elbow. And then as he walks off, he hits him again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what the fuck's going on here? (laughs) So, and then that that goes off. And then Wally Downs and and Neil Warnock start coming together, having having a bit of a dust up. So then I'll send them two, put them in the stands. And and, and I I was talking to Paddy a couple of weeks ago about it. And he said, yeah, well, Neil Warnock told him to get on the pitch and, and, and do Keith Gillespie. Oh, sorry, do um, Stephen Dunn. So he, but he said, I didn't mean that quick. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. I've got two players sent off and two managers in the stand and I didn't even restart the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there any but, them- but, but then going back with Neil, I mean, obviously, I, then I refereed Leeds and Mill, Millwall Leeds at, 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 um, at uh, Millwall. And, I, and that was, I mean, they were always tough games, always tough games. I, I remember it. Referee in the, the playoff semi-final at Ellen Road, you know, with Leeds and Millwall, and that was a t- that was a tough game, tough, tough game. But then going back to this game at the den, I sent one of the Leeds players off for an elbow. He felt he should have had a penalty. It wasn't a penalty, and all the oh, I blew the final whistle, and uh, all the Leeds players, all the players come up to me. Mark, great game, excellent game, well done, Paddy. Come up because we always used to have me and Paddy always used to have a laugh. Because used to train with him at Berry when he was at Berry as a as a young lad, um, and of course all of a sudden. Neil Warnock's come heading for me, belting up and coming up and says, hey, lads, get a fucking way. Don't fucking shake his hand. He's a fucking, you know. See you, Bob. Yeah, I'm not saying that word. He's a fucking cheat. Get away. Don't shake his hand. And all of a sudden I've gone, you fucking what? I've gone... And the, the, the lads have gone, Mark, calm down, calm down. <laughs> they're so all you, Mark. There are times where, listen, referees are you, and we want to fucking smack yeah. people as well, do you know what I mean? But, so with that, I'm, I'm absolutely seething, seething. So I've gone gone down, gone down the tunnel, and there's this, this big bounce on, on, on the door, and I just said to him, do not let fucking Neil Warnock come in my dressing room, because he's going to come in. I said, because if he does, you've got my permission to give him one. <laughs> having a laugh, having a laugh. And uh, anyway, guess what happens? It's 10, 15 minutes. Knock on the door. Bouncer opens the door. He said, Neil Warnock, yeah, wants to come in. I said, what did I tell you? 
okay, Mark, no problem at all. You'll do for me. Wouldn't even let him in. Wouldn't even let him in. So gets in the bus. I'm, I'm still seething, still seething. So I gets in the bus. And there's nothing, something I've never, ever done. Straight on the phone to the FA about what happened. I said, I went, I phoned up the the, uh, the chap. He said, hello, Mark. You don't normally ring ring us up, but this time I said, oh, listen, I'm absolutely freaking steaming. Neil Warnock told him what had happened. He said, pull it in a report and we'll, we'll, we'll deal with it. So I put everything that happened in the report. I wouldn't generally do it, but I, I just I was just seething. And uh, especially after coming back. Did you go straight into the report? Like, oh, well, no, when, when I got home, straight up, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Straight, straight, I got straight home. Because you're having arms and legs. So and anyway. A bit more frustration. On, anyway, you, on, in, on, uh, you didn't sleep on it. On, on, uh, on Tuesday morning, come up, Neil, Neil Warnock's been fined for comments, unsported, uh, comments towards, towards the referee at uh, Millwall, their game against Millwall Saturday. I went, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. But, when, when, but, yeah. but when, I re- when I retire, because me and me, Neil's a great. I still speak. I still speak with him now. He wanted me to come on his podcast, but I couldn't do it because I was working for the World Cup. And we worked at BT together. We went really well together talking about referees and, and, and decisions on, on BT on a, on a Monday night. And when he saw me, he came up to me and went, Mark, for fuck's sake, how comes you got me fine 2000? Why did you go? Did I get that? What was that for? I said, no, because you were a fucking twat to me. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, okay, no problem. But we, I mean, he's a great, he's a great lad, Neil. He's a great, he's a great. And he, uh, and he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. There's one player that we haven't mentioned. We've mentioned Bellamy, Michael Brown, but Robbie Brown. Savage. Oh, Robbie. Oh, yeah, listen, you, what you see is what you get. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I remember refereeing um, Villa v Blues, Birmingham. Yeah, at uh, Big Villa, game. Villa Park, massive, massive. It was a Monday night live on Sky. And you, you know players players don't like each other. And, I mean, obviously they do now, but, you know, when you're on the pitch. And Dion and um, Robbie had already have a little bit of a words with each other. And uh, it was about 20 minutes into the game and um, Dion's gone. He's gone straight through Robbie Savage, straight through him. No, that's a yellow card all day long. So Robbie gets up to confront him. Dion goes over to him. He goes, bang! I think I can remember it. Yeah, I can Ed, Ed, Ed bats Robbie. And I've gone, oh, well done, Dion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Robbie, you're a great lad. I, uh, you know, what you're doing for Max was brilliant. But that day, because he was, he was a bit of a... Bugger, right? yeah, it's a bit annoying to us referees. Yeah. And, uh, you, you, and, and I, I said to I went to Dion. I went, Dion come to me, he said, Mark, I'm so sorry. I said, no, I'm just sorry. I've got to send you off, Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the record. I played with Dion at Norwich and I asked him about it and he went, I wish I did lay the nut on him. Apparently they get on well now. I think oh, they now. Yeah, that's, he was that's like, what happens. I, I wish I did. Oh, he did, he did. Well, he did. He did catch him. It was probably an orange. Yeah. Well, an orange card. Well, it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a yellow and a bottle of wine. Yeah. Cheers yeah. <laughs> for that. But he, he, he always has a go at me about that to stay on. But no, as I say, you, you know, you get on well. When you're on that shop floor, because if you're a twat, on. if you're a twat of a player, when you're when you've got your bi-weekly but, yeah, meetings, yeah, but like, that's right. Yeah. But you never, I never, I never held grudges against yeah. players. I never held grudges against players or managers that sort of had a go so at me. Were it Robbie Savage that left the log? Yes, yes. So that's not going to go down well, is it, amongst it, the fraternity? It, it, it did with some of us. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dressing room with the log in? Or the referee was lo- or the referee of the day? Oh, Graham Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff told us that song, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're happy out there, you now, mate. You're doing what you need to do, living yeah, the dream. Yeah, obviously, still doing a bit of work for obviously you know, the newspaper, and um, I think I'm you know, 
I've got a contract coming through um, from working, I think it's somewhere in Turkish TV on, on their referees. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be involved with our referees. Um, I know, I know um, I've spoke about it with, with Howard, but perhaps now's not, not the right time. We'll have to wait, we'll have to wait and see. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love football. Uh, I run a, a veterans team out here. Um, Olo Olo Costa, Veterianos. Um, Tough. It's still tough at vet veterans. It's a competitive league. It's not a county league. It's, do, you it's give the manage, do you give the refs some shit? It, well, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, it's yeah. difficult because <laughs> it, it's difficult because they know I am, and sometimes I, they ask me to referee their big, their, their big, their big games, the semi-finals of the cup and big league games. But um, it's difficult because the refereeing is, is. You think it's bad in in the UK at grassroots. You should see it here. But I have to respect the referees, and I try to get my. My, my players to understand the Spanish way and because uh, when my players go in for a challenge it's an English it's an English challenge and the, and the Spanish they just roll around as though they've been shot and it's so annoying of course the yellow card comes straight out so the and, old English lads that you've got well I've got now I've got I'm, I'm, I've got a few English lads I've got a few Spanish lads I've got um, a couple of Romanian guys I have to say I have received a couple of cautions have you? I have, yes. <laughs> oh. I have I have have a shit in the dressing room. No, I, I have. I mean, we had one game, our centre forward. I mean, I, he, he's gone through clear on goal. And the, the, the guy, the centre half, brought him down. And they've both gone down on the floor. My player's got up, and then this guy's rolling around with his, with his arm. He's, he leant badly on his arm. And the referee sent my player off, give him a red card. I went brilliant. I went. Oh, I, oh. No one could understand why I was sent him off. She's come running over to me. Bang! Yellow card. I went. Okay. Sharp mark. Imagine what it's like for all those fans watching you fucking referee. Hey, hey Tugboat, I never showed. Hey, never showed you a yellow, did I? Or a red. Who's your? I'd probably say manager, player, and referee. Who's your favourite man in football? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, really. I mean, you make. I mean, you know, you you make. Lots of acquaintances. We don't make a lot of friends in football. Yeah, I mean, you both know. You've both been there. Um, I think if I mean, I mean, one of me, one of my best, my best friends is uh, Fred Barber. He's now he's a goalkeeping coach at, at Bolton for many years, Northern Ireland. Now he's at, he's at Crew. Uh, great, great man, top man, and um, him and I would, I would say you know Jimmy Martin, the kit manager at Everton as well. We get on. You know, he's a great mate of mine. We've you know known each other ever since I got on the Premier League going to Everton. That's what like I say, you know, you make you make friends. You do make you do make good friends on 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 the field. I still still speak with David Moyes now and again at, at West Ham. I, I speak to Big Sam, you know, um Kevin Nolan. I've, yeah, there's been many, many players that have you know that I've got on well with you know, you know all the top players. It's hard really to to mention any any uh, any player. I think one player that don't like me is is Sol Campbell, um, because I sent him off a couple of times. I sent him off at uh, Arsenal, Man United. Um, he deserved it though. Well, yeah, uh, that's what I thought, but he didn't, and Pat Rice didn't, and coming at me dressing, having the right go at me. Um, one thing with me, I mean, yeah, well, I've had discussions in 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 in, in dressing rooms, but what, with managers, what goes on in my dressing room stayed in my dressing room. And um, I, well, I didn't know, but it, that sending off, he'd missed the cup final. I didn't, I, I, you know, I never thought about that. But obviously he missed the cup final and then they weren't happy with me. And then I think the first or second game of the season, this was in April and in, in August, where was I? At the old Highbury, who was the captain? Sol Campbell. Oh. Bit of a frosty 
handshake together, didn't really want to talk to me. During the game, I said, Sol, listen, we've got to talk to each other, mate. You know, listen, what went on last season is gone. We've got to forget about that. <laughs> Two minutes later, I fucking sent him off again, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So, fuck you, Sol. Would you believe we could write the script, could you? And it was a denial of a goal scoring opportunity, which was which was correct. And then when I said then he was at Newcastle next, he, he wouldn't even talk to me. <laughs> so Sol, I'm sorry, I apologise. Just one thing, a lot of you going back to your question about favourite player, favourite managers and whatever. I mean, a lot of people say to me, What was my what was my favourite game or my best game? And um when I look back, I've I mean refereed many, many games and the, the biggest was when I made my comeback in the Premier League from um uh, my, my battle cancer and I refereed Wigan and Blackpool with them was a two Premier League teams um, and the, the standing ovation I got when I come out that game was just un unbelievable and a game that I should never have been refereeing I was there that I've been so that that game means more to me than any, any other game that I've, I've, I think I've cups. refereed yeah you know over the cup finals me, me cap you know and yeah. I just thought I could be that inspiration yeah. um, and to be honest with you I, I thought I would have got the cup final after that, just to show people, you know, on the centre stage, here's someone that's battled and he's back and he's got come to the, through. come through, come to the top level. Those that are battling cancer, listen, you can you can win this battle as well. So get back I, to where, you, where you get was back before. to was. I mean, I had a couple of do's to be fair, going back. I had a couple of red card bashes at um, at uh, Adam Old, Old Trafford, the cricket ground. Um, give cancer the red card, and there were sellouts. And the first one, you know, Sir Alex came, Big Sam. Um, David Moyes, um, then the, the Man City, the Italian Man City uh, manager, Mancini. Mancini. He was there as well. Um, it was it was fantastic because, and then obviously there was a video played by Jose couldn't get the Jose couldn't get there. There was a video played which was what was a heart heartwarming, and, uh, and then we, then I done another one. The same managers all came, and uh, it goes to show that uh, you know. They, they, you see that side of man. They didn't have to come and, mm. and support me, and they did, and we made, raised a lot of money for, for the Christie, that wonderful hospital. So, thanks very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much thanks for having us. And thanks for sorting this place it's out. Nice, nice all right, coming man. on. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy that. Very much so. Good one. At the setting as well. Made a few peronies. I mean, we're in Accrington now. What about the fellas that owned the bar we recorded in? Nicest bar owners service ever. I've ever met. Yeah. He Food. even wanted to come on the podcast. What was his name? Oh, fucking hell, right, asking me. Maurice. Well, yeah. He said, when you want us lads, just give us a shout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made us a bit of lunch off the evening meal, even though it were only one o'clock. It was nice food. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, boys. I'm but, sorry, yeah. Uh, bit of pasta. Just about coming like... round from, from getting called Tugboat seven, eight times in the first five minutes, you think? <laughs> Matt is you got, Matt, Matt is paid his fine from do you get your marching orders well, you got a, you got a, a red car he's got a red no, car no a yellow a caution was it just a caution what do you do drop your keys or something no the camera oh the camera oh yeah oh, remember we hell. had to stop halfway through because red light camera got us out on fire <laughs> so you got a yellow card <laughs> out of nowhere just pulled his cards out brilliant never noticed it but uh, some life out here yeah. mm. here well, not in Rackington, but obviously we're, we're in Spain, we're not, aren't we? Yeah, but we're not there anymore, John. Well, Everyone can see we're not. Maybe we just told them we're in Rackington. It's <laughs> <laughs> happy days anyway, isn't it? Happy days. What's your favourite in insect? What's my favourite insect? Uh, Praying mantis. Yeah. 
Thoughts on uh, uh, the tarantula? I'm just trying. I was just looking at it there, thinking, what is going on? I think it's a. Do you know what? I, I'm always a bit thinking about. You know, when people wear band t-shirts, but they're not into the band, and they just wear them because it's t-shirt. And but I'll be honest, I have never seen the movie Tarantula. Just, uh, just like the t-shirt. It does look, does look nice. And it with, the with the tarantula's got the woman in, in its mouth. It's yeah. class, doesn't it? It's a classic, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah. It's stretched now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it needed it, let's be honest. Oh. Well, your clothes are misshaped, aren't they? Misshaped? Now's probably not the best time to discuss this. Yeah, just like, his shoulders are always... Yeah, I have uh, sleeves up here and... Sleeves you, up? I think it's because you down. do that a lot. It's because they're always just a bit too small. <laughs> It's pulling it off a fucking shot front, isn't it? That's why. <laughs> but women's World Cup bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> like more oh, fascinating insight. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you know the, the, what? Like obviously it's not bollocks and, and it's it's thing. But why why are the commentary team not honest? What do you mean? So do you know for the goal in the final? Yeah. Right. For Russo, the the goal scorer is ten yards behind Russo. Right? She's fucking run past her, right? And Russo's looked for not asked. And then realised, I need to run back here. 20 yards in front of her by the time she started running back. She scores the goal. Which what? happens. That what? does happen, doesn't it? But why, why, why do they not say, oh, fuck, she should have, she's got a fucking track of runners there. Yeah. That's what fucks me off with it. Because if that goes to... I'm going to use Neville and Carragher as an example in the studio. They're going straight away, aren't they? Yeah. Bloody the, shit. The, the highlighting of Sterling. Sterling's got a track back yeah. here. So, and, and what happened? Just a fucking squirt winner. No, but what, what happened in oh, the... Oh, they never mentioned it. Did they not? It'd been never, too nice. Never mentioned one thing. It's just, not, it's just honesty, isn't it? Right? She should have tracked a runner. She didn't. Just say it for what it is. I can't watch because it's false. It, it's just false. Yeah, they've got to, surely got to highlight... If so much wrong. Yeah. If a keeper drops a bollock, you've got to say he's dropped a She's bollock. She's had a shocker there. Yeah. I, I don't, I, and, it, and it fucks me off. Anyway. Because was it which game was it when there was both keepers had a shocker? Columbia, the Columbia keepers had a thingy as well. Flapper. It. And it was just blitting and the, nobody... Just ignore it. it. I think they even got an unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> they were in a proper flap. It was just a miss, like, it was a shot. Misjudged. Yeah. Cross the, and you see it all the time. Keepers try to give it one of them over the bar. Yeah. And it's just gone in the top corner. But the the England's goal was even worse. But it was like, so it's oh, nothing I, to do. Me, me rant's nothing to do with women's football. No, no. Me rant is to do with the the punditry, the analysis. punditry analysis. Not on being it. honest. Not just it blatantly obvious. Yeah. So that's that. You're just all being too nice. That's me rant. Yeah. That's me rant over anyway. Roll on you, Rose. We'll pick, we'll win your rows again, won't we? Mark Good. White next week, by the way. Eh? Mark White. Oh, yeah. Got off to a sticky start, haven't they? He's, mm. um, I don't know, we don't want to give too much away, but he, I mean, he's adamant that he's not going to do his badges. I love that, though. Yeah. And uh, fair play as well. Like, he's managed the team from. You see, he owns, he owns the job lot. He can do what he wants. But he's had all that success with no badges, and he's like, well, if we get. Pro Promoting, I'm not. I'm not doing my badges. But I'm going to spoil it. Badges. Say that again. What does that tell you about coaching badges? Really? Ticking a box. The questions which are coming like, I, I just need to know more about the the, it all. You starting a football team? Yeah. And, and obviously a very successful football team. I like them. Yeah. From great. from the ground up as well, just getting your mates together to where they are today. 
it's uh, great it's hospitality as well. Oh, mm. some there were sandwiches. He's one of them though, isn't he? He's buzzing around like yeah. because it's not just making a football team and getting some lads, up, eleven lads on field. There's everything. He's got a ground there. He's he was got actually hospitality. He was sorting out. Is it just sponsorship? No, he was sorting out travel for an away game in a month's time. Speaking to the chief exec, chief exec so you know, get get in so and so hotel, check what they're like, and imagine that. It'd just be, yeah, it'd just be a shed, wouldn't it? It'd just be like fucking. Surely chaos. it gets to a point where you can't do all that. <clears throat> You've either got to concentrate he, on being a manager, or but is that why he's done so well? Because he he's that's his controlling way. it all from yeah. from the ground up. I suppose there's no pressure, really, is there? But then he was no. thinking about game next week, and then all coach companies ringing you up. No, <laughs> Sorry, mate, we've only got a 22-seater. Right, hold on a minute. That'd be no good, would I? <laughs> I forgot, lads. <laughs> Bus isn't coming, I forgot. <laughs> Fuck. We're going to have to go in cars. Chuck your receipts in, I'll give yeah. you the money. We've got to hold them away. Come on, lads. You're going to have to get it boot. I knew there was summer. I knew there was summer. <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do, lads. If you if if you get four to a room, we'll be all right. I've not booked enough rooms. Just top to toe on that. It'll be fine. <laughs> what else is going on? I'm interested to hear what you think about the um, Newcastle assistant, Tyndall. I've only seen photos. Is it? I just let get the story straight. As the winning one nil, Liverpool down to ten, and he's he's shush clop off. And they've got beat 2-1. Oh, and Kloppy's pulled the shush back out again. He's shushed him back. Do you know what? He didn't. Oh, did he not? No. Oh. Somebody's doctored a picture and made Klopp do that. Right. You know, like Photoshop. And it's on every single newspaper. Oh. But it was just one Twitter account that's done it. The, the, and if you look, it's, he's trademarked it. <laughs> <laughs> he has. On, on but his logo on bottom. So and so pictures. Arm. Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you what. I'm disappointed in that. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I think Eddie Howe's got to have a word. Well, they've asked him about it and he said, well, we come as a pair, it's the way we always yeah. have done. I'm comfortable with how it is. So he's obviously a bit of an arsehole, would you say? No. Who, Tyndall? He's, yeah. No, he's oh, having does, a bit of... Does stuff? No, I like it. He's, he's bringing a bit of fun and games to the equation. What I don't get is, you know, game's finished, opposition manager comes over, he's first to leave for the handshake before Eddie. It probably wants to get off quick, doesn't it? But what? you don't think it's become a running thing now? Like maybe a bit of a running joke between them. And maybe it's just it like, because especially with all, all social media, like everybody's waiting for it to happen. And he's always getting his face in the pictures. Yeah, I think, I think Klopp's got to go. Because uh, they were late goals when all, weren't they? Late-ish, yeah. I think Klopp's got to go knee slide in front of their bench. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson-esque. Really so you're accusing him of being an, an oh, arsehole what, for a shush? No. And now you want Cloppy Foot to do a knee slide like he's at a wedding? I know two wrongs don't make a right, but retaliation is all right <laughs> in them sort of circumstances. Yeah. So, but he's, if I'm an opposition manager... You look, you, look, you look a bit like him, you know. He's a handsome bastard, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I, and somebody did fuck him off. He's led with the, for the handshake and he's, he's brushed it off and gone for Eddie first. Was it proper, it's always done, isn't it? Which, you, is it a proper pat? Like yeah, a, like just battered his underwear? A dismissal. <laughs> just, he's going, whoa, whoa. He's dismissed it. But it, it, it's just like a 
constant meme, isn't he? Because any picture, any like as the game's going on, you can just see some tanned face in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Every single picture, Newcastle related. But I, w- I would have thought if they've said that, but I would have thought Eddie would have said, "Look, just calm it down a bit. Again, it's a bit of unwanted Wind publicity." Yeah. But maybe it takes the pressure off Eddie a little bit. Well, that's he just an gets on. Point. He just gets on with with business. But it seems to be the stuff that doesn't really matter. That you know, just, just trying to get it on camera. And that. Yeah. What's funny? What's what's Tindy up today? Up to today? Tindy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, I've only fucking committed to getting boots out, Anna. Outfield? Where you yes, playing? Have you got 90 in the locker, joking apart? <laughs> what? <laughs> 90 what? <laughs> 90 minutes. On a Sunday? <laughs> what time's <laughs> kickoff? I don't know what time's kickoff. I'll tell you now. So it's Tommy. It's Matt, uh, Red Day for Rio it is. At Ribchester. Ribchester Rovers. I don't even know who Ribchester is. Sunday, 10th of September. What time's kickoff? Kickoff, 12 o'clock. It's another one for dinner plate. What time's lunchtime? Half 12, quarter to one. Are you going to... Do you put your tatey back in the oven or microwave? You've got 45. Reheated Sunday dinner is just never as good as it. I tell you what I do. Oh, no, 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 no. I tell you what I do. Just fresh. That's the only way to eat something. I know, but now if he's got 45, he's got 45 to play. You put your, Can you, you not put Tupperware it up? You put your Yorkshire, Yorkshire puddings and your roast taters back in the oven. That's the secret. The gravy's incredible. Yeah. You'd have so, to get a better. bit of oil on. Eh? It's not dry. If just you put, crisp them up if a, put bit, a litre of gravy on, it's not more. dry, is it? It's the taty that gets, just gets ruined, doesn't it? Mm. Like, got, like crisp on the top. Yeah. You've got a you've got a mash before you put it in the microwave. Do you add a bit more milk? No. The, 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 when, when our lass's dad does a dinner, milk. it comes plated up, the dinner, they are like that. Mm. So just put it in the microwave, put my roasters well, you in. You put the whole lot in the microwave? Yeah, why? I'm not happy. You haven't got a microwave? No. I, I sent him some meal preps, like a thingy saying, oh, they delivered to your door, mate, 40 quid, 3.50 a meal. And his reply was, do you have to put them in the microwave? <laughs> and then I clicked on. Have you not got a microwave? <laughs> no. Why not? Never got a microwave. Please comment. If you have not got a microwave. I've never had a microwave. Because I don't think there's anybody else in the world that owns a house and <laughs> doesn't, doesn't own a microwave. Especially you've got two kids as well. You know what I mean? You, you're yeah, but you don't need, yeah, just put them on hob. I know, it's but just it, a staple. Pro, yeah, it just pro, it promotes unhealthy eating. Sure as that fucking chip pan that you keep putting on hob. <laughs> but, yeah. That's why you get so many takeaways though. Because I, I can't just make, make something quick. I can't just put a 350 meal prep in. No. So I've got 45. I've got 45 in. Unless, unless a muscle goes. So if you're not doing out, 10th of September. Who's Ribchester? Ribchester Rovers versus Spurs Legends. Who's playing? Do you know Let's have a look. Danny Graham, Jermaine Beckford, Dun- David Dunn, John Welsh, the big dog. I'm not playing up from. I'm surprised you're not on the poster, to be honest. I know. He's not, not made the poster. Yeah, I was a late. Because Tommy knows that I don't play football anymore, so he's had to ask me late. Yeah, there's some loads of stuff for the kids, food, drinks. That's why there won't be any kids coming if you're on poster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a good day. (laughs) I've told him I want expenses and at least two double cheeseburgers. (laughs) So where are you playing? I'm I'm, I'm, sweeping. I'm asked for a a midfield sitting four roll. Get it and spread it. Yeah. They'll be good, you know. You ain't leaving be set. I know, you know, all playing, innit? Spurs Legends team. Oh, so, shall we get him in? Oh, it's outro, innit? Yeah. <laughs>
I'm, I'm going to text some Gary News today. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, no, thanks everyone for listening. If you're not already involved with the Patreon, there's some coming thick and fast, and we've got some extra bonus ones now as well that have been that we're putting out every now and again. Been very well received, haven't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. At home with the koshers, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you've seen the film Tarantula, let yeah. us know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. 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 let me know as I well. I want to know, did she survive? I'm really concerned <laughs> for this. I'm really concerned for this dear Doris here. And uh, if you're not subscribed on I YouTube, give us a, give us a. How far off? Hundred are we? I think we're very. We're, we're, we're in sniffing distance. Yeah. So I. Uh, yeah, so subscribe if you're not not already involved. Yeah. Cheerio, total Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.